everybody. From beautiful Salt Lake City. <laughs> it's Thank God I Made Yes. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And in case you hadn't guessed, filling in for Dan, it's Kate Birch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for being I've here, got, Kate. Like, I've got like physical, like you guys yeah. are missing out. You're not seeing like all the like gestures that I'm doing. Well, you have to do it. You have to get all the way into it. Oftentimes my arms are just like, it's Thank God I Made Yes. I know, I like have to gesticulate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like such a just gesticulator. I'm just like big you know <laughs> uh yeah dan's out of town so kate's uh filling in yeah glad sitting in for for dan so thank you very much for, i'm for always being happy here. uh coming up on the show today we're going to be talking about um a one of these horrible uh bills that seem to be passing at the state level across the country that are banning gender-affirming health care for yeah. uh, transgender youth. And we're just on the front lines of it. We're oh, like, come on, God. Utah. Yeah, so Utah, of course, it's just, just representing. And, yeah. And so we're uh, we're going to be talking about that, getting into the thick of that. and whoa, Yeah, it's depressing. Being a little depressed, a little outraged. Yeah. That's coming up on the second half of the show. Uh, first, we've got some news from the week. Yeah. Some stuff that happened. We want to talk about. Hit me up. Um, West Virginia. Oh, good stuff's How, always coming out of West <laughs> yeah. Virginia. How do you feel about West Virginia? Uh, they just, uh, their Senate just passed a bill uh, that is going to require public schools to display In God We Trust, our <sighs> national slogan mm-hmm. uh, in, in every building, yeah. uh, every school building. Uh, and this um, comes from Republican Senator Mike Azinger. Mm, thanks, Mike. Uh, he says he wants to give kids in school something to look up to and let them know it's okay to say God. It's okay. In school. Oh, good. Oh, cool. It's already yeah. okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay, kids. Uh, he says, we know there's a lot of kids that have problems at home, tough times at home that we don't know anything about. Uh, maybe they'll look up one day and say, in God we trust. <sighs> And know that they can put their hope in God. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly that's, what's going to happen for the kids. So, yeah, they also could just look at their money. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're probably every license uh, plate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this yeah. Uh, The In God We Trust slogan uh, definitely is emblazoned all over the place in this country. Yeah, uh, but we need it shoved down and, the kids' throats, yeah. too. What if they and, haven't noticed any of that yet? And is this... Tell me, please, uh, what role is it for the public schools to be informing kids anything to do with God? Let's just keep the Um, God word out of the schools. But it's too bad it's the logo or or the motto or whatever. Yeah. Like, he recognizes that kids have problems at home. Uh This is his solution? Well, and he's like, we don't know what they are. Yeah. (laughs) And we don't really want to look into it. So let's put this sign on the wall and then they'll look up to it. Yeah. And that'll yeah. fix everything. Yeah, not counseling, mm-hmm. right? Just school help. counselors, maybe yeah, right. available <laughs> people who can talk to no, the no, kids no, no, about. No, 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 no. Let's yeah, spend our seems... money on putting these words up in the yeah. school. I mean, fortunately, this the signs must be either donated or purchased from private donations. Oh, they can't okay. Use so they're not. Funds. Sp- okay. that... Thank God for that. <laughs> the God um, that I look up to on the school wall. <laughs> uh, the law also includes requirements that uh, it be the the, the the motto be placed um, framed or on a durable poster uh, <laughs> in a quote quote conspicuous place. Mm-hmm. The displays must contain images of the u.s national and state flags whoa uh, <laughs> because, and oh they cannot 
depict any other words, images, or information. Mm-hmm. So can, well, can they least, include an asterisk? Well, like, I'm happy. You, like, at least there's not a Jesus picture next to it. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess it could be a little bit worse. Oh, but. it can always be worse. <laughs> Don't challenge them. The they flags. can come up with worse. Y- yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. history of this whole thing, the whole in God we trust. It was uh, President Eisenhower who signed uh, the law uh, back in uh, 1956, making the yeah. uh, In God We Trust the official U.S. national motto, which is how the Supreme Court has defended it, staying on their money and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's so funny because I think people, they they think that that's like from the 1700s. We, you know, yeah. it's like, guys, no. this is like very recent. Is... And we don't need to keep, ha- like, that, that became the motto at all. I, I would like to do a little bit of research and see if like at the time were people having pushback about that? About it becoming the motto? Yeah, because we, no, st- pri- we still had separation of church and state we in the 50s. We did, but there were also the commies. Right. 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 And this was all part of making sure that w- America differentiated itself yeah. in every way from, from yeah. Russia. Right? Yeah. So they were godless commies. Well, right. we were... Mm-hmm. God-fearing mm-hmm. uh, capitalists. So, <laughs> so yeah. Great. So, Good for us. Oh, and he also, the sponsor of this, he adds this. Oh, God, this is so stupid. <laughs> uh, it was adopted during a time of disunity in America, at a time that unity was needed. And I think that's where we are in America in many ways. So he, like, yeah, in God we trust, that's going to solve all of our problems since what we probably aren't unified on it, or at least one of the things yeah, is, is uh, if we could all God. just so. I mean, I'm sure they truly believe like if we could all just believe in God. Yeah, guys, guess what? We're not going to. Yeah. So no, you're this is not going to help anything. Or if we could all just go back to the 1950s. If the 19 that really is that the 1950s were like, yes, their ideal of of the good old days. Oh, they were just it was the best time women in dresses to be white cooking in and vacuuming. To be a white man. Yeah. A white heterosexual man mm-hmm. in America. It was the best. <laughs> I mean, it probably was. It pretty was good for them. For right then. that specific that group. group of people. Yeah. Middle, upper middle class. Yeah. You that was the best. Yep. But that's not But no. That's not right. Let's maybe include some other people in the best <laughs> for the future, if possible. Correct. Is it my turn? It's your turn. <laughs> okay. So this story is funny because I feel like it it sort of would have this fun cognitive dissonance, like dissonance brain scramble thing that would happen to evangelicals if they if they read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all about you US Hispanic. Uh, the population and and um, their relationship to their churches. Oh, so okay. there was Billy Graham sponsored this uh, evangelical research firm called Lifeway to do this to look do this research, and I think it was basically just on Hispanic um, believers. Uh huh. And so they they looked into like what churches they were going to and who was the population of these churches. And it's such an interesting study because it found that most of the Hispanic believers in America are like new to America. So oh. only 9% of the congregations 
uh, even existed before the 1950s. And Hmm. most of them, like 50, over 50% of them have been established since 2000. So it's like there's this huge influx of of Christian believers into the United States, but they're all newly Hispanic, like arriving to America. Like these are like the people that it seems to me, like if you, if you find like white evangelicals, these aren't the people they want, like represent. And you know, so like, they're like, wait a second. Okay. But considering sort of the trend away from church, in this country and from belief you would think that's where this whole like dissonance happens because like look these people that are coming into the country Uh newly coming to america are bringing their like sincere evangelical beliefs with them and what's interesting too about this study is that a huge portion of this congregation is young it's like 30 percent over 30% that's under the age of 30. What? And that's like what we're, what we're losing, you know, people who are already in America, um, who are, are Christian believers, they're losing the young people. Yeah. They're losing. We're gaining. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're um, gaining. Yeah. They're losing. Now they should love immigration. That's what I'm saying. It's that's where you get this weird, like, you're like, okay, you guys, these people are coming in, but they're bringing with them like strong held religious beliefs. And with those strong health religious beliefs, you know, some of the same prejudice that these people like. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just think it's, it's so interesting. And then you've also on top of this all got this like weird, um, I can imagine it. It causing, you know, this this mind scramble with people because a, most of the um, congregations are also preaching in Spanish. And, you know, the that so many like Christian Americans are like, hey, if you come to America, you got to speak English, you know, yeah. and they're but they're actually like preaching in Spanish, yeah. I think. And and it's like you would understand why they would do that. They're wanting to bring something from their country that's familiar and that like feels like home to them. And so a lot of that is their religion. And so yeah. they're starting these congregations that that aren't based on uh, on white, like pre- like previously built white churches. So right. it's not like it's like a white church that they then come to and they're like, okay, well, we'll make a special Spanish speaking sure. um, version right. for you or right. whatever. It's like they're starting their own. It's like part of their community. And um, anyway, I just think it's, I think it's so interesting that like, that they're bringing their religion and their culture to America, which is like, people a lot of people who are against immigration don't want right but like that a piece of that is the thing that they're like really wanting america to stand for (laughs) you know but we want white people to believe i know it's this weird irony and like this (laughs) juxtaposition that i would just like to see them wrap i would i want to see billy graham after he got the results of his this study like Uh what is he thinking when he's reading it well i want to hear them talk to us about it well I'll reach out. We'll have out. to look for that. Yeah. Request, request <laughs> I'll, comment. I'll send an email. Request a comment. Um, well, all right. Well, down in Australia, which I said that so dumb. Um, 
they uh, they've recently uh, thrown a big funeral for Cardinal Dead Cardinal George Pell. Uh, Are you I, familiar I, with George I'm Pell? Not, I'm not. But okay. I'm sure he's Let, not great. No, he's, <laughs> he was wretched. Um, mm. He was uh, a top Vatican official, uh-huh. but prior to that, he was uh, a cardinal type. He uh-huh. was the, the top like Catholic official in, in Australia. Australia. Okay. And uh, he was accused of uh, molesting yeah, some altar boys, I... right? And also a long list of the standard sort of um, thing that any sort of like archbishop or anybody would uh-huh. is, is easily accused of because that's true probably uh-huh. uh in the catholic church which is uh shielding and protecting other priests yes. and from from um uh accusations of of also molesting mm-hmm. children they got each um, other's backs they do uh <laughs> well he was initially uh convicted of molesting these two kids uh-huh. uh served over 400 days in jail and then uh, ended up being acquitted. Oh, I, the I Supreme, have heard about like him. Like their Supreme yes. Court, their High Court, whatever it is yes. of appeals, what, uh, exactly what it's called. Um, I'm probably going to get it wrong. Uh, but they appealed the case. Was it kind of because he was old? They were like, he's no, an old guy. No, it was, they kind of, there was, a, it seems like it was a bit of a legal technicality. Oh. And so he was acquitted. And uh, and then he was out of there, mm-hmm. right? He went back to the Vatican mm-hmm. and to never return. I mean, maybe he re- <laughs> maybe he visited. Who knows? But like he was gone. <laughs> um, and so he died uh-huh. at age eighty-one, not too long ago. Oh, okay. And um, and then we, they we just... talked about it on the show. Yeah. He, um, the the government did not throw any kind of like big fancy funeral for him, which I guess Good. is kind of a thing in Australia. Oh. If you're like a big official of some kind, but probably noteworthy if individual. you've been in prison yeah. for molesting children, maybe well, let's the, avoid that. So the the public in Australia, regardless of what their yeah, their high gov- court says, <laughs> uh, doesn't really. There's a lot of people who really don't like George Pell, uh-huh. and uh, and the. The politicians, of course, knew that, so they didn't throw any kind of yeah. like state funeral or anything. Well, there was a funeral in Sydney and uh, in a big Catholic cathedral, of course, and it was protested. Well, good. Um, Way yes, to go. Rightly so. Yeah. Who was, so I just assume it was the Catholic church that was throwing the funeral? Yeah. 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 Just for one of their own. Yeah. You know. Uh, and the eternal, the uh, funeral was attended by some former prime ministers, oh. uh, Tony Abbott and mm-hmm. John Howard. If either of those names mean yeah. anything to I any of you, think I have um, heard of them. I could make gagging sounds I guess, <laughs> if I wanted to. Um, but um, Abbott uh, eulogized Pell, uh, saying things like. He's the greatest Catholic Australia has ever produced. What? And one of our country's greatest sons. George Pell was the greatest man I've ever known. What? Um, and I mean... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, but like you molest a child, you just, yeah. it nulls all that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, but no. He was, but the court says, the court found a technicality. No. Yeah, gross. That right? wasn't a technicality in law. That wasn't a technicality in what happened. Exactly. Oh, gross. Um, in a, but it threw it all into question, right? Right, because they, they sort of, uh, they they drew into question apparently 
I don't understand the hmm. law, period. But yeah. now it's like a foreign country's law. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, what are your requirements you have for your juries? But it was something to do with the jury uh-huh. and them properly considering him innocent. Oh. Like, did did they actually consider his innocence? Like they were sort of, uh, I like, think, the gist oh, of it. Huh. And so the, the, the high court, and I might be getting that a little bit wrong, but mm. like the court was like, it was like they didn't properly consider it gross yeah well i mean really i'm glad that they didn't because really i would just look at a catholic bishop or whatever and i'd be like he probably did it (laughs) that's awful it's it's, no it's better to to just assume Uh that they're a child molester if a child is (laughs) and if a child is like you know what that guy he uh Little. Was a little inappropriate with me. Give me people leave the kid. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, in a park opposite the cathedral, uh, groups of protesters, many from the uh, LGBT community, mm-hmm. uh, were holding signs like uh, uh, "Pell Burn in Hell." Uh huh. I like that. I like it too. Um, right. And uh, we're here just to show solidarity with the victims and the survivors of what's happened through the Catholic Church, but particularly. George Pell mm. uh, said one of the protesters. Well, good and for them. So I'm I'm glad to hear it. It was uh, peaceful. Yeah, there were no clashes. Apparently, the police were initially trying to like shut it down, but then they were able to work with the organizers and say, okay, well, if you're on that road over there, fine, and free speech, th- and kind of work it mm-hmm. out and and everything. So, um, so that went forward that did happen interesting george pell is in the ground he's dead Hallelujah. he's dead and gone yeah so. well i'm gonna bop us over to new zealand for my story since we're you know already in the southern hemisphere yeah, Oceania yeah we'll just bop right over yeah okay so um this is about a church that i have never heard of maybe if you live in new zealand you will have heard of it it's oh, called okay. the arise church arise. i think okay. that they have like ten thousand. um parishioner 10,000 yeah it's congregants like, congregants yeah, that's okay. the one okay um so they're they're fairly big church yeah. well apparently um over the past few years there has been there were all these accusations that like some horrible things were happening in the church like there was some sec- sexual abuse that was happening mm. they were like <laughs> one of the interesting things was that they were um they were making <laughs> their interns pay to be like for the privilege of serving people which is feels hilarious to me so it's Boy, like people will just find any way to sh- shit on interns <laughs> right now you have to pay you have to pay oh you have to pay God. to work for free <laughs> um and they were like having people sign these non-disclosure agreements and oh, stuff because there was just like some really bad shit happening yeah and um so there was a reporter uh, from New Zealand who, who like had some ins on this story mm-hmm. and they started reporting about it. And through that reporting, apparently there was enough pressure put on this this church that they were like, maybe we better have an internal investigation done about oh, okay. it. OK, OK. And so they hired this firm. I think it was called Pathfinding hmm. to conduct um, an independent review. And, you know, it's funny because you hear about churches doing this sort of thing. And it's like, I sometimes wonder if they're like, 
well, we'll have an independent review and mm-hmm. it's going to prove that we were great. <laughs> mm, guys, <laughs> right. it's not going to. It's yeah. not, you know, right. like it's, so there's so, a reason why people want you <laughs> to have an independent review. Yeah. And it's yeah. probably not going to be great. So, um, <laughs> so they, they get rid of the, the, the two main people who were like running the church, okay. they decide to resign because they're like, fine. We don't want to be a part of this church anyway. <laughs> or whatever. Great. And there's a, the church has a board and the board is like, Hey, well, we'll, we'll, you know, hire this independent review. Mm-hmm. And so this woman comes in to do this independent review and she is like super thorough and she hires like, five almost 550 people she spends what she spends weeks like five weeks that she's like digging in oh my god yeah and um, it's expensive it's expensive yeah and the the people from the church are like and when you come back to us we will publish we're going to be transparent we're going to publish this review oh no so um through this review she finds like obviously some horrible things that have been going on so there's like this ongoing targeted sexual harassment and unwanted nudity and they're like discouraging people to go to the police about it and there's like racism <laughs> this was the, what they were charged with with the ra- the racism that apparently the church leaders included a directive for them to only focus on white children Oh, no. How gross is that? So anyway, so basically, like, they uncover just, like, this horrific <laughs> stuff. And so the... Of course they did. The, right? So there's, they, have, they had a date scheduled when they were supposed to, like, publish this finding. Uh-huh. And the date comes and goes. And the... Um, the guy who's the, the news... The reporter was, like, kind of had some like inside source who gave him their view and he, he oh. then published it. And, um, so the people who I told you about who you, who used to lead the church uh-huh. were like really upset that this was going to, this was going to be published broadly right. for everyone. Right. So they sued the woman who had written the report. Oh, so wow. this woman who had been privately hired, by this church to investigate it. They sue her. And so so like one of the interesting things was that I know is like, just don't represent a church. Like don't (laughs) like, don't offer to do things for churches. It's just going to come back and bite you. But so the interesting thing is she then had in her clause that she had like when they'd hired her that uh, they had said that if there were any um, legal bills that came up in in like doing this investigation that they would pay for those legal bills. But they hadn't foreseen that like the previous members were going to sue her. Wow. So the church now is like refusing to pay these legal bills, which (laughs) they had agreed that they would have. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they didn't think that this was going to happen. Who knows what they that was probably just something that they hadn't even read in the clause to the agreement. Oh, my God. So now they're on the line for like. $25,000 or something that they're refusing to pay. And it's just (laughs) like, so it's this big convoluted, like ironic mess of this church who was like trying to be transparent. Uh And then uh, after they realized it was going to be bad, they were like, they just can't get it right. (laughs) They couldn't get it right. So I think it was really interesting. Like, what do you like? Do you think that they should have to reimburse those legal fees? Even though it was almost like they themselves who caused it. Yes, yeah, of obviously, they right? Do. They agreed obviously. to it. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So funny. Ooh, all right. 
uh, BYU. Oh, it's always going to be a good story when it's Brigham, BYU. <laughs> Brigham Young University <laughs> down in Provo, Utah. Go Cougars. Um, owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day mm-hmm. Saints. The not, Mormons. Not the Mormons. Not the Mormons. The Mormons. <laughs> yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, they have recently urged uh, faculty members to even further mm. align their teachings and research with LDS uh, doctrine and tenets. I'm and surprised that they even whatnot. had to ask that. What, uh, were people not aligning? Oh, they were. Mm-hmm. They just want more. More. They want more do it, of do it, it. harder. <laughs> more and more. <laughs> no, what they're doing now um, is uh, department chairs and deans uh, are under uh, pressure to revise their criteria for promotion. Oh, uh, to better reward faculty whose work Gross. supports Gross. the teachings Gross. of the Church of Jesus Christ. Oh of my Latter-day gosh! Saints. So basically, if you're like a scientist, or mm-hmm. you're in like, mm-hmm. like oh, oh my god! Yeah, and so this isn't just hey everybody, like have a prayer the first day of school, right. you know, which. They already did. Yeah. And it wasn't like, and oh, do the like dress codes when, and- when something comes up that you could work in a church, uh-huh. you know, teaching or whatever, be sure to touch upon it, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Like, no, it's no longer just like some soft touch thing or however not a soft touch. It's probably it has become like through the years, right? Do your findings. <laughs> well, so this is the issue. Or don't right? report. Um, and not surprising. Uh-huh. A lot of the faculty is just like, yeah, sure, great. Oh let's, yeah, because if you it. work there, yeah, yeah, you're already there. Yeah, you know, you, th- there's a reason why you yeah. probably sought out to to work at BYU. Yeah. You like the environment. You like sure. that it's super churchy, mm-hmm. um, and everybody's super mo. And you know, like there are probably yeah, I'm sure. reasons to work at BYU. I remember oh, I'm sure they in get paid the well in the and... Italian department, uh-huh. we had, there we had a non Mormon professor uh-huh. actually. Um, in foreign language, throughout foreign languages, they, uh-huh. they're able to attract these professors oh, I'm sure. because they can teach at a level that they just can't uh, at other universities. All these people right? coming back from missions yeah. who, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine it's like and kind so of a like, center for that. Yeah. yeah. And so like we had this great professor. Um, she was awesome. But it was always kind of like, but you have to like deal with all of yeah. this. Wow. Yeah. You must... You must be really into teaching Italian. <laughs> uh, you must really like being able to speak to your students in Italian. Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, no. Um, so they're most of them just kind of like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, some criticism uh, is starting to come from some circles. Uh, the faculty there probably isn't, you know, raising their voice a little too much. So this is from outside. This is a okay. BYU alumnus. Uh, Michael Austin, who's executive vice president for academic affairs at the University of Evansville, Mm -hmm. which is a Methodist uh, school in Indiana. Mm -hmm. He uh, sort of reviewed a copy of of the speech that was like really laying it out Uh for everybody. And um, and he he kind of points out some things just from an 
academic perspectives that are problematic. Uh, He said, uh, my friends on hiring committees at BYU and BYU-Idaho say that the candidates they submit are rejected and they don't know why, Mm. right? Uh, Adjuncts are fired without enough time to find someone to cover for them. There's no feedback uh, from the church's ecclesiastical clearance office, which we've talked about on the show. Okay, It's sort of a Stasi-like organization Mm -hmm. that they've introduced into the BYU mm. realm. They use professors used to just go to their bishop or you know reverend or whatever yeah. because you know they go to some yeah. ecclesiastical leader that they were affiliated with and just get a thing signed. Yeah. And then, then they would turn it back in and it was like, oh I've been ecclesiastically endorsed. I I'm in good standing right. basically, right, with the church. Uh that's not good enough anymore. They mm. actually like investigate. Oh. Now. Like they look into your uh, like how deeply they look into your past, but they look into like what you're teaching in class. Is mm. it aligning mm-hmm. properly? Uh, what kind of complaints and comments are coming from students mm-hmm. about you? And then they decide whether they're going to renew contracts right. and whatnot through that kind of process. So if anybody was like, I'm, I maybe we'll go, I'll, I'll go teach at BYU cause I can like make a difference and I can like have this inside like I could be a safe space for kids. Or something. Oh no, they no. don't want any safe no. spaces. No, that's <laughs> totally not what they're up to. Um, yeah. So, um, and this, this ecclesiastical clearance office as it's called, mm-hmm. um, is being kind of mum. They're being a little tight lipped oh. about some of this stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a result, departments settle on second and third choices. Mm. He's saying, uh, which means, uh, an inevitable drop in the quality of candidates that are, yeah. Passing through the hiring process, which means they're going to slowly see an erosion yeah. of the academic yeah. quality, period. Which is like, they're going to, co- it's going to come around and bite them in the ass because well, they don't like, care. They're turning out Mormons. That's their yeah, main but big they goal. All, but they, I feel like, or at least I used to get this from people I knew in Salt Lake who would be like, but BYU is a really good school and you'll get a really good education there. And it's like, okay, well, it looks like, you know, they actually were a, a good school. Yeah. So, well, I think in certain programs it's, you know, like business, mm-hmm. right? This isn't going to affect. No, your, that's your true. Management that's classes, true. No. right? Like it's just, it's just, and that's kind of what they're known for anyway, yeah, I guess. That's like their big yeah. stuff. The law, mm-hmm. they're going to teach, they already teach some crazy conservative version yeah, of the law anyway. True. Right. Like, um, and whoever out there listening right now, who's been through their law school, just, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Don't feel like you need to defend them. Um, but, um, and I know it's actually, it is a, a, a ranked school. Like yeah. it is a lot of their programs are, and are I guess high the, quality, those right? programs will still be high quality. It's just going to be like science and the arts. And there are going to be programs that, that have a real suffer. hard time with this. Um, but He says, uh, there is virtually no chance that, say, a research article in favor of the family proclamation Mm -hmm. uh, is going to pass peer review. And so, like, um, how much do they need to be aligned and how far are they going to go? Like, they're really like this has a potential to really affect academic freedom um, in the sense of like, uh, well, he says, if any. If faculty aren't free to come to any any conclusion, yeah. right? Any scholarship that comes out of BYU relating to the church's positions on an issue has to be, be dismissed as biased. Absolutely. I mean, clearly, so, clearly yeah. they're telling them to be biased. Yeah. yeah. They're outright saying yeah. it. So that's happening. So, that's happening down at BYU. It's no surprise. And in 
impact. I'm a little surprised that, that it wasn't already like that, honestly. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we make bigger assumptions about yeah. places like BYU yeah. than are necessarily true. But now we get to. But now, <laughs> so, now they're no longer so assumptions. See? Now we can just be now right. Now we're just going to be feel very <laughs> superior. See, it works out for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the students and to the faculty, but yeah, for us, you know, it's great. like I know people who went to BRIU, and you're right. Like they, like you can, you can get a good education there. Yeah, right. I've, I've heard good things about are, it as a school. You're surrounded by dedicated, a very dedicated student body. Yeah, right. Uh, that was the thing that I did like when I was a student there. Mm-hmm. So people were pretty serious about their yeah. studies. Yeah, and that there's nothing else your... to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you might as well just study, But that does I change guess. the experience, right? I'm sure. I also felt like in some of the classes, the students weren't very terribly prepared. Well, also, they're but, not going to um, have this that was a wide different critique. range of That's more of, of like... a critique of Utah public oh, schools yeah, than it probably. is like... <laughs> well, and they're not going to be great critical thinkers, probably, yeah, probably because not. they haven't been taught. They have that. blind spots in yeah. their critical thinking. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, should we move on to my funny last story? Yes, please. Okay. It's a fun one because it's okay. about cake. Oh, I mean, we love cake. How, how, like, if you went back to like 20 years ago mm-hmm. and, and I was like, guess what's going to be like a big news story frequently? Cake. And bakers. You'd be like, no, it's not. How I mean, often do we have like big news about bakers? I mean, if you had told me that, <laughs> I would have been like, the future is going to be amazing. I know. And it's not at all news the future we about want. Cake? No, because oh. it's just about stupid bakers who are prejudiced. <laughs> That's who all. knew that who so many bakers if, if, right? were, we're just, that homophobic? Right. Yeah. Bakers. Guess what? We get to do it again. And I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you remember that guy from Colorado who had the Supreme Court case about, yeah. you know, he didn't want to bake the cake for yeah, the gay yeah, couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's in the news again. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> this time he did not. So last time he had won like a partial appeal from the, mm. from the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So it just happened again that he came back to the Colorado um, Court of Appeals because he had refused or actually uh, I'm not sure if he refused. I guess he did end up officially refusing to make a cake for this woman who was having a birthday cake celebration for her gender transition. Hmm. So it was going to be a, a, a pink cake with blue frosting. Mm. And at first he had accepted this commission to make this blue cake with pink frosting. Cause like, why not? It's literally just a cake. Right. And there's nothing on it that says anything. It's just right. that. But after he found out that the person was going to celebrate their gender oh, transition this with is, this cake, yeah. he was like, no way I'm going to make that cake for you. Mm-mm. So now so, it literally is about the person, not the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's a choice. He crossed and a line He there. crossed a line, which is kind of delightful. <laughs> so the, the court did conclude, they said, we conclude that creating a pink cake with blue frosting is not inherently expressive of any message or symbolism <laughs> it provides to an or symbolism it provides to an observer would not be attributed to the baker so it's like 
you're not gonna think like, oh my god, that baker just picked a blue a pink a total cake with blue frosting. Celebration are clear. cake. Exactly. Like you're what? you are so not gonna think that. But I mean it's not even a rainbow. It's not like, even a rainbow. I mean, I could almost be like, Yeah, that's a gay cake. But well, like, now we have attributed <laughs> rainbows. That is yeah. that is true. But, it, but also, <laughs> not every rainbow is gay. No, and Christians resent that. I know which they, is they resent the whole gay oh, rainbow it's thing. It's so amazing to me. And so, yeah. So the the funniest part about this story is that so this woman her her last name is Scardina. Mm. She's an attorney, and she's the one who was uh, had transitioned from yeah. male to female, and she attempted to order this pink cake with blue frosting the same day in 2017 that the Supreme Court announced that it would hear Phillips appeal in the wedding cake case. Oh. She was like, hmm, let's test this out. I'm going to order a cake from him and see if he'll uh, he'll make this cake for me. Yeah. So she said during she testified uh -huh. during the trial that she had wanted to challenge the veracity of his statements that he would serve the LGBTQ customers yeah and he kind of oh. came like it's like he fell right into her trap yeah you know which i think is this beautiful thing uh. and now so i was thinking as i read this story i was like oh i thought it would be fun for you and i to just kind of like brainstorm like what cakes we could ask this man to make that would just kind of totally <laughs> horrify him and go against but that he would have to make so like oh i was God. wondering like could there be like some like um, sex outside of marriage cake. That, like, what could represent that? And we were, we'd be like, we'd order this cake, and then later on, we'd be like, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is a, this is a sex outside of marriage cake. Yeah, I know it doesn't look like it because it's yeah. just like a white cake with I don't know a color filling. Well, but, I mean, the thing is, just go in and order a cake. Yeah, any old cake, and yeah. be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, um, I don't really believe in God anymore. <laughs> And just see, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, cause is, is because he, it's really he didn't see the fact that it was pink uh -huh. on the inside, blue on the outside, right? Like yeah. that there was like this trans yeah. thing there, like, like yeah. he didn't get that, right? No. He just he literally was like, okay, yeah, pink I'll, take, cake, I'll make sure, this cake fine, for you. Whatever. Of course, I'll make this cake right? for you. And so, like, like, so. It is literally just about the person at it's that point. So you don't have to like get a cake person. that has any symbolism. No. There's nothing about the cake. You don't have to get like some penis shaped cake. That's no. not what he does. Mm -mm. And I don't think anybody would, would force him to make that cake. No. Right? And I just feel like everybody should like, not that I want to support his business at all and buy cakes from him, but I just want him to know that like his cake is being eaten in like celebration of, yeah, like I'm outing myself as an atheist and I'm yeah. going to eat his cake. Yeah. You know, yes, I don't want to support his yeah. business, but like, right. I just want him to know that like that he's making cakes what, for these events and there's nothing he can do about what it. I, what I, it would be even like really amazing just to be like, you know, like I know that you're like, that you're Christian. So I'm not going to ask you to write a message on this cake uh -huh. because it would be about like atheism and there being no God and me celebrating that and blah, 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 uh -huh. blah, blah. I'll do that myself. Yeah. So just leave a space. Yeah. We're like gonna, be really communicative yeah. and like try to like yeah. find common ground and that you're being considerate of him <laughs> and his and then, horrible Christian beliefs. And then send him a picture afterwards. Like, <laughs> I thought you might want to post this on your website. Like, yeah. this is what we chose to do with your cake, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, golly gee. Just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
Well, if you it. can think of anything out there, dear listener, yeah. that you would suggest asking this uh, baker baker to, <laughs> to do to make uh, a cake that's perfectly fine, yeah. send us your suggestions. Our email address is podcast at com. Of course, we'd love to hear from you from any other topic as well. Our telephone number is 424-666-8442. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice. More show coming up. Yay. So, Kate, yeah? I have a little uh, clip of audio that I want to play for okay, you. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, from Jonathan Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, he might fit into the hate Ooh. preacher category, or yeah. at least hateful preacher. Okay, I'm he, excited. Uh, he has some things to say about men and women mm. and their roles as husband and wife. Okay, I'm like girding my loins. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, and uh, it's it's a little brutal. Oh, let, okay. let's, let's have a listen. Let's do it. I heard an independent fundamental Baptist preacher. He's like, you know, it's not right for me to, to, to just tell my wife when we're going to have kids. You know, I need to ask her permission or ask when it's okay to start having kids. And I'm like thinking like, are you a man? Are you a Baptist? You're a fundamental Baptist preacher and you're going to ask your wife if it's okay to have children? I'm like, what planet am I living on? You know, how, how effeminate is that to let your wife tell you when she's going to have kids or not? I mean, that's feminism. You know which buttons I ask my wife it's okay to press? None. Because she doesn't tell me what to do. You know, that's, that's a weird relationship. And it's sad that fundamental Baptist preachers are letting their wives tell them what to do. Letting their wives tell them what to do? Because they're not the ones having kids. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The cluelessness of his, like, oh, my God, misogyny in that is unbelievable. Like, the thought that it wouldn't be a discussion anyway. No, I know. Like, that it's just like, I'm going to impregnate her. My sperm she has is no ready. choice. Yeah, seriously. That is really sick. Yeah, I know. I've been stumbling upon some really nasty right wing shit about yeah. like, like these super, super like subservient yeah. roles for women that yeah, it's are coming honestly, back hard it's right coming now. back. And I think it's even probably more conservative than it actually was in the 1950s oh, I, I'm, or whenever I, they yeah. are hearkening back to as the, the ownership the ownership yeah. that he thinks he has yeah. over his wife's body yeah. and that it's like that the, the, there wouldn't even be a question to like yeah. any of it that yeah. he just gets to decide it's yeah. not like this dual decision yeah it's clearly his decision yeah yeah it's it's like i know it was bad back back yeah. when right yeah. of course it was bad yeah right there's a a cruelty to it now. Yeah. There's a conscious cruelty. Yeah, like because a, you've seen another way. You yeah. know it's possible. Yeah. You know it can exist. Yeah. And they just cannot respect women. They can't respect their wives. Mm-mm. They, and they think that some, like I saw one thing that was like, women are happier. Right. In these relationships was what somebody was asserting. Oh, and it was just like, Oh, I don't think that's true. That they even think like, women deserve happiness. Like I'm, I'm guessing if you drilled down to it, no, seriously, I'm guessing if you drilled down to it, they'd be like, well, what would, 
no, she doesn't deserve happiness. You right. know, like I get to decide that for her. Yeah. But this this is Christian Taliban shit. This oh, is absolutely like this is. I mean, they're not they're not quite to the point of burkas yet. But um, well, what as soon as they figure out a way matter? that it benefits them, I mean, then they at will. At the end of the day, like if if the women in in these relationships mm-hmm. are denied so much of their humanity, like yeah. they might as well just be in burkas. Might as well. Might as well. I mean, at, at least, least then we know who we're dealing exactly. with. Exactly. At least you have would then have like this outer display of what was going on behind closed doors. You know, yeah. like yeah. now you you think, oh, that person looks normal if you see them. Not yeah. that people who wear burkas are not normal people, but like that there's, you know, yes, you get this like outer mm-hmm. display mm-hmm. of of their religion and yeah oh god the danger of that and i know ugh, it's, it's it's really really horrid really awful shit it's out there everybody um sorry to sorry to bring y'all down <laughs> oh you um, guys always do with these clips right like <laughs> yeah, these it's what we do horrid. we they're always play horrid. something horrible in the middle of the show and it's just another human being yeah. saying something wretched something terrible um all right well as as is typical uh when uh dan's away we're gonna skip uh, emails okay. and voicemail yeah. and uh, we'll save thanking new patrons and supporters of the show until uh, next week. And so with that, let's just slide right Should into we, our discussion. Let's slide into some more yeah. horrid stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay. we set ourselves up for, for like <laughs> horrid control of people's bodies and let's just continue with the horrid control of people's bodies uh, narrative. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this last week, here in Utah, our governor, Governor mm-hmm. Cox, uh, who is, he's one of the most bizarre He is a confusing characters. conundrum I of a person. I cannot wrap my head around. I can't either. What, what, what's what going on with this guy? What does he stand for? I have no idea. Yeah, I know. Because in one, in one breath, he'll come out and say really positive and supportive things about the LGBT, LGBTQ community. Plus yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. And then in the next breath, he's uh, signing a law like Mm -hmm. he did this last week, Mm -hmm. which is uh, like we said at the top or at the beginning of the Mm show. uh, It's a it's a new law here in Utah that would ban gender affirming health care for transgender youth. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, are we is this the first one that's passed this year? This year. I saw that this same year. headline. Okay, because I was yeah. confused by that. I was like, no, I swear. It has people... happened in other states. Okay. Um, but this was the first one. This is like of... starting the year off strong yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, thank God we weren't the first. The first. Although, it wouldn't really we're matter. just following it's the always, trend at this yeah. point, right? Um, and it's just, it's people who, because the, the issue, the key here to understanding what it is that we're talking about is healthcare. Healthcare. This is healthcare for people who are ready to to, to transition or not. Like the 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 well, the blockers, the hormone blockers. But it's so important of, for kids. It's really important to block. Yeah. And to get that started when the timing is right. Yeah, especially and I think when the doctors involved yes. are saying it's right. And right? this, like is, this is not the like, OK, because let's get to what uh, Cox ends up okay. saying. All right. All right. Um, he uh, he said in a, in a statement uh, that his decision was based on his belief mm-hmm. that it was prudent to pause, quote, these permanent and life altering treatments for new patients until more and better research can help determine the long term consequences. 
Um, so that, kind of on the surface, it sounds reasonable. It's such bullshit. But how much research will be enough? Well, that's my is, question. Well, and the it will, thing, there will never be enough it research will never for be these, because they're not these, listening. Yeah, they're not listening. They're not listening. When every single like physicians, yeah, like I don't even remember the names of them all, but like associations are coming out saying like. Mm-hmm. Every single group is like, this is necessary. This will prevent suicide. This is yes. like, for for these kids' mental health, yeah. this could literally save their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Um, he continues. Let's get through his. Okay. Uh, while we understand our words will be of little comfort for mm-hmm. those who disagree with us, we sincerely hope that we can treat our transgender families with more love and respect as we work to better understand the science and consequences behind these procedures. No. Again, like it's already out there, yeah. right? We like you're refusing to look at it. Exactly. Like, and so once again, yeah. how much how much are you going to require? And who what, is what, like, what is that line? I I want to know. Yeah. You're saying that there's a line. Yeah. At which you will understand what is that. And, and like, who is it coming from? Yeah. Because like, are you are you the one who's picking the people that you're listening uh, to? But you're more likely. But you're ignoring mm-hmm. this vast majority mm-hmm. of scientists and doctors who are saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. We know this. Yeah. We've looked at this. We've been studying this. Exactly. Or is it like, well, actually, we have to see the kids now who went through this, and then we have to interview them when they're fifty-five, <laughs> and then we'll know. So in forty, you know, like in forty years, we'll right. have. Some results for you. Right. I have a feeling no. that's probably more along the lines of what they're thinking. I'm I'm guessing it is. But, like what other studies could yeah. you do when you're saying long-term effects? Yeah. There is no way it's, to prove long-term effects. Honestly, it's words designed to sound reasonable. Mm-hmm. They're they they are against this. Yeah, and they're, they're not just listening. trying, they're trying to it's the whole Utah nice thing. They're trying to come off as nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so concerned. We care about you. Yeah. We no. can't we're doing this because we care. Yeah. I if you cared, you just you wouldn't have done anything. Well, this is the whole because thing. Because it was already it was already happening, mm-hmm. right? This care was already being provided. Uh here's what the ACLU of Utah mm-hmm. had to say. Um they uh, so uh, quote, by cutting off medical treatment supported by every major medical association mm-hmm. in the United States, the bill compromises the health and well-being of adolescents with gender dysphoria. Yep. It ties the hands of doctors and parents by restricting access to the only evidence-based treatment available for this serious medical condition and impedes their ability to fulfill their professional obligations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Legislators love. I mean, this is it seems like this is like the meat of what they want. They want to take your bodily autonomy and say they know. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I'm a legislator and I don't know anything about this, but it seems like probably you don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm a realtor. Uh huh. Yes. Or I'm a developer. Right. Or I'm an insurance salesman. Or I'm a lawyer. Or, or I'm a I'm lawyer. Whatever. Yeah. It's because no- those are the classic ca- uh, careers, careers that are up in the legislature. Absolutely. Um, there is, however, a family doctor mm-hmm. who was the sponsor, of course. Of course, mm. they picked some family. Gross. F- Gross. Stupid doctor. Gross. <laughs> like, Ooh, because, I- because they wanted to give it yeah, some, they, like, legitimacy, legitimacy. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's probably like the one doctor that in the state that's like, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of doctors in this state that well, are like, yeah. but he, he doesn't, he doesn't 
He's nowhere near this kind of medicine, right? Um, He said that government oversight is necessary for vital health care policy related to gender and youth, uh, whatever. This is, it's just, once again, Republicans being all for government intervention yes. when it's when it's something when they it's their thing even though they are supp- supposedly the the party of small government yeah right like it is just so ridiculous they love to reach into our lives mm-hmm. and well when it's and, and, something like this yes yeah. that they love when it's like the most intimate thing yeah that possible yeah that's when they want in there yeah that's when they want it's, like mm, yeah. control it's really really fucked up and mm-hmm. i just feel terrible um oh your heart breaks for for these kids um Mm -hmm. they deserve better and it's you know it's these are some lucky kids yeah well they were lucky um growing up in a time with parents that are supportive doctors that are supportive i mean it's it's remarkable it's truly remarkable and i know it's not um Unfortunately, it's probably not the standard for most most trans well, youth and, out there. And you but know, these kids are getting it, yeah. and it's really sick that just th- this bunch of realtors and insurance salesmen are they I'm know better? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, they're going to cause really future harm for these kids because yeah. okay, so they turn eighteen and then they're they're okay with it. Well, now the the care that they're going to need. Mm-hmm. If they make it to 18, you know, yeah, feeling no, like yeah. having been in this body that felt so wrong to them and then continues to feel extra wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to need these surgeries to reverse things that happened in their yeah. in puberty that they wouldn't have needed otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you know. So it's like you're you're kind of making it more dangerous for them yeah. in the future. So, yeah. no, I know it's it's really, it's really sick and difficult. And I know. And just when I like thought that Spencer Cox was better. I, yeah, than me this. too. There's been things about him where I was like, well, at least, you know, yeah, he, he, there are thing, good things about him. Nope. He's kind of just dug. He's dug a hole for me. I will never yeah, like I'm him. I'm kind of done with I will Spencer never, Cox. This, this is like, that yeah. seals the deal. This is, they're in the, 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 the Republicans have just, they've drifted into this. Like they, they love to accuse the, the right or I'm sorry, the left Mm -hmm. of like identity politics and whatnot, but like they're, they're, they are waving their flag high and Mm -hmm. proud about what they think is the right way to live and it is small and it is limited and it's really disgusting that they're, that they're, uh, that they have so much power in the state and it's not ending anytime soon. No, it's not. So, well, all right. Hey everybody. How you feeling? (laughs) Did that lift you up? You feel good now? I hope you have a really wonderful day now that you've listened to Thank God I'm Atheist. Yeah, if you'd like to, well, first off, thank you, Kate. Oh, my pleasure. Love having you here. Well, I'm always happy to see you, Frank. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Uh, But if you'd like to join in the conversation at home, please do send us an email, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or a voicemail. 424-666-8442 424-666-8442 is the phone number. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on the show. 
And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so. Uh, go to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. There's two options. You can do PayPal and Patreon. It's over on the right. It looks like an ad for something, but it's, it's for real. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, please do so. Uh, you only have to be a member of the lounge. That's what it's talking about. So go and join it. Thinkgodimatheist.com slash members-only is the way to find them. Uh, there's one on Discord, one on Facebook, whichever one you prefer or both and big thanks to the red rock hot club for the use of their music and to gordon johnston for the use of his music thanks so much for listening we sure do appreciate it and uh dan will be back next week thanks so much goodbye bye bye